Hey ladies, and welcome to season one, episode six of Speaking of Chocolate. I'm your host, Darian Anderson, aka D, and today you're definitely in for a treat. This is a very sentimental conversation about something that everybody deals with, but something us as black women especially, because we don't really get to talk about our emotions and be vulnerable. I'm ready. So if you're ready like I am, stay tuned in and let's go. And we are back. So we all know that the holidays can be a pretty rough time for some. On top of trying to find the perfect gift for your loved ones, cooking for multiple people, traveling or helping someone travel, and then trying to maintain your mental peace. I don't know about you, but the older I get, the holidays have not lived up to their motto. It isn't quite the happiest time of the year like it used to be as a kid. I mean, as a kid, all of the family was around. I got everything I wanted, and it was just pure bliss. Now, whew, it's just different. Losing loved ones brings that bliss way down. And being a young adult, we have now entered the part of our life where, unfortunately, our family is getting older, and some are even passing away. I have lost so many family members and I probably could go on and on about it and give you my advice but instead I brought in a special guest to share her story and give you all some different advice. Rakita Dozier was born in Jacksonville, Florida and currently resides in Daytona Beach, Florida. Rakita has always strived to motivate and encourage those around her. Since a small child, Rakita has been active in the ministry. She currently serves as the youth and musical director at the House of God Church of Daytona Beach, Florida. Rakita Dozier is also the passionate founder of Survivor of the Weights, which is a ministry that encourages, inspires, and motivates the Christian women to be patient in their waiting season. Rakita also enjoys singing professional background vocals for gospel artists across the country. And I'm not going to lie, y'all. She has an amazing voice. But anyway, Rakita lives by the creed. Faith allows us to stand firm and trust that God will gracefully give us what we need in his timing. Amen. How are you? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm pretty good. It's so nice to have you here on the show. Um, as I told the listeners earlier, you are someone I went to high school with. Um, yes. had an amazing singing voice, and you have an awesome spirit to be around. So, Thank you so much for that. No problem. Okay, so we can jump right into it. They already got the precursor of what we're talking about today, um, which is coping with loss during the holidays. Yes. Um, I know that you cope with loss um, of your mom. How many years Mm -hmm. has she passed away? Matter of fact, on the 18th of December, it marked nine years. Nine years, yes. Wow. So, how old were you when that happened? 
I was 20, um, had just turned 20 because my birthday is December the 12th. So it was literally a week later wow. um, that had passed away. Wow. So can you tell us, um, you know, whatever you feel comfortable sharing of what happened? Okay. So um, the story of my mom's passing was, it was actually my senior year of high school. Um, it was a week before prom. I never forget going to the doctor's office with my mom. And she I knew she had been going through different tests and stuff like that. And we went on this particular day. Um, it was supposed to be an in and out. That was actually the day we were going to find my prom dress. And I remember my mom going into the doctor's office and she came out crying. And I was wondering what was going on. And so uh, once we got to the car, she told me that she had been diagnosed with breast cancer. Wow. And so immediately I'm like, wait a minute, like, how do we go forward from that? You know, during that day, we're going to look for a prom dress, et cetera. And I was just like, wait, God, like what's happening? Um, and so at that time, uh, which I did not know that at that time, but at that time, the doctors had gave her uh, three to six months to live. And so um, actually it was a year and a half that passed by um, before she um, had passed away. Mm -hmm. uh, but what happened with her story is that um, she had breast cancer. And of course, you know, if you don't catch that cancer in enough time, it travels. Um, and unfortunately, it went to her brain area. And mm -hmm. from there, it was just kind of a decline of health for her. Mm -hmm. And so... Yeah, well, it, it was it was definitely a, a lot because I transitioned from high school and then I went directly to college. And so being away from home while she was experiencing that was definitely in a, a toll uh, on me, you know, not knowing what's going on with mama and all those kind of different things. And so um, through, she did chemo and everything. And unfortunately, you know, with the traveling of it to the brain, uh, she passed from breast cancer. Oh, my gosh. I'm so sorry to hear that. Yeah. I, I definitely can, um, I can relate because my grandfather had brain cancer. Mm. Um, wow. He had lung and brain cancer. Uh, mm -hmm. and I can say that the deterioration of a person from that particular cancer is one of the saddest to watch. Yes, um, I agree. And I brought you on here to tell your story, but I, I come from a family of every, all of my, my grandparents and, you know, their siblings have passed away from cancer. So mm -hmm. I, I pretty much can go on and on about loss from cancer. And I might mm -hmm. even do an episode <laughs> strictly about that, but I have yeah. brain cancer, ovarian cancer, bone cancer, um, prostate cancer. I mean, literally, I can wow. so... I can just imagine, you know, what you went through in that time, especially with that being your mom. That was just my granddad. So I can just imagine that being your mom. Right. And, you know, like my mom was a single mom. My mom and my dad divorced when I was about nine years old. And so all I knew was mama. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I didn't know. I knew daddy was there, but me and my dad didn't have um, such a good relationship then. It's definitely improved um, over the years and it's been restored. But that was my primary caregiver. Like, that's who I knew, mama. Like, if I needed anything, I called mama. If, right. if I needed money for school or lunch, I'm calling mama. Like, that was who 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 my mother who my parent was it was mom and so 
it was definitely difficult to go through to navigate already going through changes in my personal life and then to navigate that um I have a brother who's five years older than me and he pretty much leans on me almost like I'm the oldest and so it was a lot to carry um especially transitioning through college and Mm -hmm. I remember after my mom passed away like all of my money that I had for school they took from me and so I was like, wait, like, how am I supposed to move forward? And so it definitely was a journey. It taught me a lot. But one thing that I am grateful for is that my mom prepared me for that moment. That's good. And I didn't realize till later on, like, I remember it was maybe like a month or two before my mom was teaching me how to go to the bank, teaching me how to pay a, a JEA bill, like, teach me like okay this is what that means like create all this kind of stuff and I was like what is happening but in that moment I was soaking it up not knowing that she was preparing me to live because prior to I was so dependent on mama as we all are I mean your mama that's your mama child whatever you need you call it mama but in those last moments my mom was preparing me to live and that's crazy I never mentioned that that she prepared me to live yeah yeah I've always heard that they know. Yeah. They already know that it's coming. So they prepare those around them, you know, for what's to mm-hmm. come. They're already prepared. And right. I agree. Definitely was. And that's a blessing that she did that. It really yes. is. So when it initially happened, you were very young. What, mm-hmm. what were your initial thoughts? Like, what were you initially thinking, you know, when... You can talk about when she got the diagnosis and, you know, when she actually passed away. So initially, and I'm going to be completely honest with you, I blame myself Hmm. because um, once she received the diagnosis, this was around April or May-ish, and then in August, I went off to college. I went to Bethune-Cookman University um, on a scholarship to sing. And so I went to school, you know, mm-hmm. and I doubted myself a lot prior to, I'm like, no, nah, mama, I'm not, I'm not going like you're going through this. And yep. that summer prior to me going to school, I would take her to every appointment. We were going to chemo, you know, mm-hmm. all these different things we were doing. And so when it came time for me to go to school, I'm like, well, who's going to do that? You know, who, who's going to take you? Who's going to do this and that for you? And so I remember going to school and about maybe a few months later, probably around November, um, things started going a little bit left. And this is prior, like a year prior to her passing away. Things mm-hmm. started going left. And I was like, mom, you want me to come home? She was like, no, 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 you good, you good. And uh, my mom always wanted me to go to college because no one in my family had went to college and completed college, you know? And so she was like, listen, if you don't do nothing else, you're going to school. Right. But I also think that was her way of shadowing me from what was really going on. Mm-hmm. And so, like I mentioned earlier, I didn't know until after, um, like closer to my mom's death that the doctors had given her three to six months. She was, matter of fact, she was on the phone with somebody and I was being nosy as usual. Mm-hmm. And um, I heard her say, and I was like, wait, what? You know, mm-hmm. um, but during that, I feel like, you know, I blamed myself because I was like, wait, maybe if I would have stayed, things would have went a little bit different, different, et cetera. And um, I, w- I was real like selfish. Like I was, I was a little bothered by that thing. Cause I'm like, wait, did I really like cause my mom to die? Cause I didn't do what I needed to do. And I'm telling you, like, it it literally took God visiting me and having a conversation with me, like, no, like, that was a part of my plan. And it took me to be mature in God to understand that God's plans are sometimes not our plans. Yep. 
And so when it came to, and uh, I always tell people this, this story, it was a week before my mom passed away. Uh, the doctors started telling us uh, that there was nothing else they could do. They wanted us to put her in hospice. It was a Sunday morning. Uh, right after my birthday and mm-hmm. they were like we want to put her in hospice and me and my brother said well we're gonna think on it and we went to church me and my brother went to church left the hospital went to church mm-hmm. and um yeah. matter of fact shout out to my home church Zarephath Tabernacle um located 1028 East 10th Street um but so we went to church um my pastor called me up there and he was like I want you to sing us a song mind you he knew that I had just left the hospital, everything that's going on. So I'm like, sir, listen, I, I just came right now. I didn't know but in that moment, God was like, Will, I don't know if you ever heard a song called Yes by Shekana Glory, mm-hmm. but it's um the logistics of the song say, Will your heart and soul say yes? And so God told me to sing that song. And while I was singing, God was like, Listen, I know you have a will, but I have a will as well. And he was like, I need you to release your mom. Cause I knew my mom would not pass until I released her. Mm. And I remember singing that song in church and I, we get to the end of the song and to this day, my brother does not like me to sing that song in front of him because he balls out. But mm. I remember getting to the end of that song and God was like, I'll be with you. I'll be with you. Don't worry. I'll be with you. And so we went, left church. We went back to the hospital. And then that day, um, that day we decided that we were going to go forward with the recommendations of the doctor and um put her in hospice and then a week later she passed away at 12 18 on december the 18th <laughs> crazy. Uh, wow yeah. right crazy that is crazy oh my gosh so yeah, it's like it was right at the midnight 12 18 they pronounced her um that she had passed and it was december the 18th wow so when you, you know, you made that decision to release her, what did you feel then? Honestly, I felt such a peace that was crazy. Like, I always envisioned that I was going to be the one that showed completely out. You know, like when certain family members passed away, you got that cousin that you know she's going to be doing the uttermost. Yep. That's what I thought I would do. And I remember my mom passing away. Crazy thing, right? She passes away at right after midnight at 12, 18. Mm-hmm. I go to bed that night after I'm able to calm myself down. And I get up that same day and I go to church. Mm-hmm. I'm sitting in the back of the church. And everybody's like, why are you here? Right. And I remember just being back there and it literally felt like God's arm was wrapped around me. And there was such a peace. I mean, like a peace that like I can't even explain. And I'm just like, God, like, how am I able to go and plan this funeral? God gave me the strength to plan my mom's funeral. I wrote the obituary. I designed the obituary. I sung at my like he gave me such a peace. Mm that literally surpasses all of my understanding and so um it's it's crazy and I know we'll get a little bit deeper into this but Mm -hmm. you know losing a parent is hard um but one thing that I love is that I knew my mom was saved and I knew my mom was a believer and that gave me peace to know that she was definitely in a better place like and I knew she struggled for so long and she was tired Yep. And I had to accept that that was God's will, not just for her life, but for my life. Mm. Wow. Yeah. That's powerful. Whew. Okay. So <laughs> how, how would you say you coped with losing your mom? What was the strategy that you feel helped you, you know, grow or maintain your sanity in losing your mom? 
So I'm going to be honest with you. Um, the first few years of my mom's passing, mm-hmm. I psyched myself out um, because I told myself, oh, I'm just the way at school. My mama home, but I just can't talk to her. Mm. And I told and I think I told myself that for about three to four years. Wow. And I would not come home. I mean, rebound and rains will be happening. My friends would be like, girl, come on. I'd be like, no, nah, I'm not coming. Because I knew that once I entered the city, yep. reality would sit in. Yep. And I psyched myself out. And I, if I be honest, and I haven't told many people this before, but I remember in about that third or fourth year, I was here in Daytona and I decided, I said, you know what? Um, I started thinking about it and I started to accept what it was. And I literally tried to commit suicide. Wow. Because I had psyched myself out for so long. And then once it hit me, it was real. Like that's what it was. And (laughs) I tried to, and I'll never forget one of my good friends. I was in the midst of literally about to attempt suicide. And one of my friends called me and was like, God has you in his hands. Don't forget, he's never let you go. And I was like, wait, what? Like literally, and that moment stopped me. And that's why I always say like, people always say grace and mercy um, follows me everywhere I go. Literally, I knew that that was the grace of God uh, for me to get through that moment because years later, even in this moment, as we're talking, someone is gonna need to hear this conversation to know that they can get through grief. They can get through losing a parent. They can get through losing a grandfather father they can get through losing a cousin or someone you know because God is with you yes and so um and I'm and I'm proud to say this next thing uh earlier this year I decided okay Rakita it's time to go to therapy Mm -hmm. Uh, one of my good friends Elena um she's a therapist and so she was like girl go so I found me a therapist here in Daytona and I started going and dealing with what it was and I didn't realize that there was so much build up on the inside of me that I needed to release and if I had not released that I would have messed up so many other things in my life relationships friendships uh opportunities I would have messed up because I was so scarred on the inside that I tried to hide it so much versus dealing with it and so my my recommendation to anyone that loses someone that's close to you go get therapy pray and get therapy i love that thing when people say i can have jesus and a therapist period like because seriously like you need that help you need someone that knows what you're going through that knows how to process it so that you can do it. yeah mm. so you gotta get good being that i that is so interesting that you said basically that you just psyched yourself out that they told yourself yeah um your mom was home you just couldn't talk to her because mm-hmm. when my grandmother passed i know i'm switching from my grandma okay no that's mother but they both passed from cancer um and when she passed she literally passed i think two weeks before i left to go to grad school wow. and uh as a matter of fact we were talking about you know her going with us to you know look at my apartment and you know, see, you know, how close I am to UCF and all this stuff. And she was like, okay, okay. And she passed on early July. And I left at the end of July because school was starting that first week of August or the mm-hmm. second. And she, you know, she never had the opportunity to go with me. And I I did the exact same thing. I was like, you know, my grandma's at home. I just can't talk to her. And I think that's what kept me so... Like you said, you just, you're calm. I never, I never really, 
you know, I never really lost it. I cried at the funeral, of course, but I never really lost it. And everybody was like, I don't understand or I can't figure out why you would choose to go back to school or how you even finished, you know, with something that that serious or that bad going on in your life. And I'm like, mm. I just had to not focus on, not to tell myself that she was gone, but to say, you know, that she's just home and I can't talk to her. Or wow. I just can't get to, I was in my head, I just kept saying, I'm too busy to talk to her. And yeah, and that that was what helped me a lot. And even my, I got really close to two girls when I was in college. And one of their grandfathers passed our second year of grad school. And, you know, in me trying to comfort her, I brought up the fact that my grandmother passed the week before we started grad school. And she was like, I would have never knew that. She was like, wow. She was like, you know, you never really made mention of it. You never. Um, you never broke down in front of us. And I mean, we used to have sleepovers, we used to go to dinner, all types of stuff. And she was just like, you are very strong. And I was like, I, I didn't even realize I never told them that my grandmother passed. They were wow. like, I bet you were so bubbly and so open with us that we didn't even know you lost your grandmother. And I was like, I, I guess that was just, like I said, me having to tell myself, oh, she's home, I just can't talk to her. So Mm. that's a very interesting strategy and I, I really would love to see how many people do, do that because especially as kids it's like I don't know how to deal with this I'm going to tell myself that this is the case you know so that I can be okay but like wow. you last and you end up having to talk to somebody about it or you you break down you really you really can lose your mind you really can from holding that stuff in so that, that was very interesting. So, um, like you said, you go to therapy today. Um, what would you say keeps you going on a daily basis? So, you don't go to therapy every day. So, what on a daily basis keeps you sane and keeps you, you know, calm? Wow. So, I would definitely say, and, and I know this is going to sound very cliche, Mm-hmm. But I would say it's nobody but God. Like, sometimes I sit and think, like, Rakita, how did you do this? Mm-hmm. And I realized that it was not my own. It was not my understanding. It wasn't It wasn't me 100% going to therapy. It was literally God that kept me from losing my mind. And, you know, like, it, it's, just, it's just so important. And I don't want to go too, too churchy or nothing like that. Mm-hmm. But it's so important to have that personal relationship with God. Because at the end of the day, when nobody understands what you're going through, God does. I never forget, I was in a relationship in 2016. And I thought it was a serious relationship. I thought it was, you know, going to end up at the altar, but there was a red flag. What was that red flag? One day this guy asked me, had the nerve to, to this day, I think I should have hit him, but you know, we, we doing better. He asked me, he said, so how long is it going to take you, take for you to get over that? Wow. And I said, what? He was like, you always crying about that. How long is it going to take for you to get over your mama passing? Wow. And in that moment, I say, wait, you got to be crazy to think that there's a time limit for someone to grief or get over something, quote unquote. And so I always tell people, too, like, you got to grieve in your own time. Grieving is different. And you got to know your triggers. You got to know your triggers. I never forget after my mom passed away. You remember, um, I'm talking about breast. Oh, sorry. 
you remember best man holiday came out yep did you ever see that movie yes cry every time literally i was in the movie theater and was watching that and i had to leave because my mom passed away once around christmas and we buried my mom on christmas eve and wow. that movie triggered when i say that thing triggered me when the girl i can't think of her name uh, when she had that episode where she was bleeding on the carpet that very same thing had happened to my mom and i was like no nah. and so i had to realize what my triggers was mm -hmm. but the trick to that was i couldn't ignore the the triggers but when those triggers happen I had to know how to deal with it and that's what God did for me he let me know that when I'm in a situation where I may meet someone who has a mom who has breast cancer that it doesn't look well that means that don't mean Rakita you fall out that means show them Jesus like show them how you got through that I'll never forget mom passed away in December went back to school in January we was a week in the school and I used to work uh do work study and this young lady ran in my office and she was bawling crying and I'm like what is going on like why is this girl crying so bad and she was like my mom just passed away from breast cancer I don't know what to do I want to kill myself wow. and I remember in that moment God gave me the words to encourage her that girl to this day I don't even know if that girl knew that just weeks before my mom had passed away same way and so when you go through these moments like God is just doing nothing but building your testimony yep. and so when he wants to be there to help you help get that help even if, when you don't want God to help you, let him help you. Because if you're not careful, child, you'll go crazy. You'll go crazy. You'll, you'll do stuff that you have never had any business doing. And so that's my testimony that it's been God all along. And if it had not been for him, I wouldn't be who I am today. Mm. And so I'm grateful. And I, I think it's so important that you say you still have those moments where you break down and you cry, mm -hmm. you know, because... It, like you said, there is no time limit. You never say, oh, I'm at five years. I got to get over this. You do not get over it. That's your mom. At the end of the day, right. that, that's the person you you want to be there for every monumental occasion. And I have to commend you because that takes a lot of strength to bury her and go back to school just a week or two later. That is just, I can't Listen. wrap my head around that. To, say. to this day, I think I'm crazy for doing it because, I mean, there were so many avenues where I could have stayed home, mm -hmm. but I never forget my mom was like, listen, if you don't do nothing, you go get an education and you yeah. go make a difference for yourself because so many people in my family stayed in Jacksonville. Mm -hmm. They were comfortable with getting food stamps, nothing against food stamps or nothing like that, but right. they were comfortable with getting government assistance. They were comfortable with keep having kid after kid after kid when you could barely take care of one. They were comfortable and content but I knew there was more for me yep. I knew there was so much more and I knew that God had connected me or would connect me with some great people in this world for me to do what he had called me to do but had I been so scared and you know allowed that situation to keep me boxed in and say you know what I'm just gonna give up if had I gave up, I don't know what, what my life would look like. I could look like the typical person that's just going to live off of their family and not do anything, not grow, not mature, not get more knowledge and wisdom. But I literally had to allow that to fuel me to do better because my mom was like, hey, if you don't do nothing, you better graduate from college. And literally, there was a time where I was like, you know what, this ain't for me. 
Mm-hmm. Like sometimes Probably. I always say, I wish I could go back. I don't know if I would have went to college or not. I think I would have started a business and let that flourish. But I met some great relationships and people in college that literally now are great friends that I would have never met if I gave up. Yep. You know? Yep. Okay. Switching gears a little bit. Um. Let's let's talk about the holiday season. Okay. So it's already a stressful time of the year. Uh, we're spending our money, you know, on gifts and you know, food. We got people traveling, whether we're traveling to them or they're traveling to us, and it's just it's already a lot going on. Mm-hmm. So initially, you know, when you lost your mom, how did you cope at that moment during the holidays? Now, that's a tough one because literally, like, holidays would trigger me so much, especially because, as I mentioned earlier, I buried my mom on Christmas Eve. Mm -hmm. And I remember that Thanksgiving before my mom passed away. I was at the hospital. I literally ate hospital food. Um, And so it always triggered, like, dang, like, I'm so used to going home with mama and that no longer exists. I would be jealous of my friends who would be with their families. Mm. I would be so bitter seeing people having a good time because I felt like I couldn't have that. And that took with me literally going through a deliverance of realizing that, Rakita, you can still live life. There's still life after this. Mm. And so... During the holidays, I really have to cherish those moments that I had with my mom. Like, for instance, this year, I'm going to my brother's house, um, and I'm spending, th- um, I'm talking about Thanksgiving, I'm spending Christmas with my entire family, with my brother, with my dad, my boyfriend would be there, his mom would be there, mm-hmm. and I'm so excited because we have not done this, like, my brother, my dad, we have not spent this Christmas holiday together since my mom passed away, Wow. and so what does that mean? What does that look like? There's life while you're grieving there's life after you lose a loved one and you gotta keep moving forward with the assistance of god because if you stop then you'll miss out on all the wonders of life and so my advice is that during the holidays you know take that time to grieve you may cry you may miss your loved ones Mm -hmm. but in that moment like remember those memories that you had with them for instance, I love to cook. My mom on yeah, holidays would be that one in the kitchen cooking, baby. I'm talking about sis up early in the morning cooking. Mm-hmm. So what do I find myself doing? Getting up, remember her recipes, cooking, making sure that this food is good. And so that's what you do. Like take take what they taught you mm-hmm. and enjoy life with it. Like one of I always say, my mom was one of the best cooks I ever known. Yeah. I ain't met one person that could top her dressing, her macaroni and cheese, her greens everything and mm. so now i just use that to have a good time you know i feel that so yes. being that it's been nine years what can you say your feelings are now like the you know the jealousy the bitterness that you spoke about do you still feel mm. those things or honestly no I think it took me to to grow up a little bit because when she passed away, I would say that I was still kind of a child, like my mental state, I was immature. 
um I didn't know a lot of things because my mom kind of sheltered me from some of the things like for instance girl I never seen Friday till I was grown like, my mom was like girl we're not watching it in my house and so I at first you know I had to deal with the naiveness of who I was and so growing and maturing and developing I realized that you know just because somebody else is doing something that you're not doing and vice versa, um, that don't mean anything. Like comparison kills. One of my favorite artists has a song that says comparison kills. And so mm. when I allowed myself to heal and go through that grief process, I realized that there was still fun for me to have, you know? And so now I enjoy holidays, child. I'm, I'll be finding outfits. I'm trying to do all, everything I can do because I want to have a good time because I know at the end of the day, that's what my mom would want me to do too. Mm. I like that. Comparison, yeah. that's, that's a good quote. Yes. I had to pause and write that one down. <laughs> <laughs> write it down. And too, I want to add that mm everybody's grief grief process is different and so you have to realize that you know your grief process may not have looked like your roommate or your good friend from school mm -hmm. it could be a little bit different but it does not mean that you can't be there for them or help them you know so you got to accept that okay this is my process I'm going to get through my process and I know that as I get through my process God will be with me in this process and so that's what got me here yeah that's that's good. I'm I'm glad to hear that you grew, um, and you're doing a lot better now because there there's a lot of people that can't let go of the fact that you know their loved one passed away and it, it creates like you said a bitterness in them and they or a hate and they they can't see other people happy because they've lost someone. So I'm glad, like you said, that you matured and you you didn't allow that to stop you from being able to enjoy these times because while it is supposed to be the happiest time of the year, we it can be so hard, but you didn't allow life to um, do that to you. So that's, that's a, a huge blessing. So just to lighten it up a little bit, what I know you talked about, you know, your mom cooking um, during the holidays. In the 20 years that you had her, what would you say is your favorite memory of her during the holiday time? My favorite memory of her during the holiday time would have to be us singing in the kitchen. Like a lot of people didn't know my mama was a singer. You would never know had you not been at that house because my mom is not one to sing around everybody. But just the singing, and my brother sings too, so like just the singing, harmonizing, um, just having a good time, like is my favorite memories. And my mama spoiled me. And I, to this day, I'd be like, listen, if you can't spoil me like my mama, get away from me. But literally, like my mama would give me anything I wanted. And so I love getting gifts and singing with her. Mm, that is so sweet. <laughs> Um, I just want to say to anyone that's listening, I really challenge you to just think about the fondest memories of, you know, your loved ones, the smile or the laughter that you get when you think about those memories. That's what you have to carry with you, with you throughout, you know, Thanksgiving, Christmas and New Year's, because it, it can really help you to lighten your mood and keep you sane. Um, yes. I, I will say that my grandmother was a huge gift giver 
And I think one of my favorite memories is something that is hilarious now. And I literally got off the phone with my mom right before I, uh, we started this meeting. And she was doing the same thing. And so I laughed because I was like, that is my grandma all day. My yes. grandma gifts all year long. I don't care if it was like candles from Bath and Body Works or just random t-shirts out of walls or whatever it was. And the, what makes the memory so funny is that like random people would come over. Let's say, you know, I came home from school and I brought one of my friends and she was like, oh, shoot, I don't have nothing for them. And I'm like, it's okay. You don't know them. And she's like, uh -uh, I got to go find them something. She would go back <laughs> in her room and yeah. gather like a little basket of all of this stuff that she just randomly bought. And it would make them feel so special because it would be like, Oh my God, your grandma didn't have to think about me. And the whole time in my head, I'm like, she really wasn't, but. You know, <laughs> but she popped up, so. And that, that is my favorite memory of her because I was just, my grandma was such a giver that she didn't, she didn't want anybody to be without. So I was like, I got to just buy stuff because I know somebody going to bring somebody over here. That right. And you gotta be ready. one of my favorite memories. And I always encourage people to sit down and just think about, you know, that person in a good light. And that's the person you remember, not, you know, the one you saw in the hospital bed or, you know, sick or um, when you were helping them, you know, just keep, keep the good memories. That's, that is my advice. But my advice is not, you know, the advice that is important. We're interviewing you. Speaking of Chocolate is a podcast created for Black women as a safe space to discuss everything from what harms and hinders us to what calms and celebrates us. In all honesty, I, and I'm sure I'm not alone when I say this, am tired of our truth being sugar-coated. It's time that we chocolate-coated instead with real, raw, and revelating conversations. Can you give our listeners one of your greatest pieces? You give us a lot of, you gave us a lot of keys. But what would you say is your greatest piece of advice to somebody who has lost someone um, during, you know, this time of the year? My greatest piece of advice would be to live through it. Live through it. And what does living look like? Breathing operating and going through the day and not feeling like you have to be depressed or locked away but live through it and allow God to really live through it with you mm. and so those days when you feel like you're at your at your lowest know that God's there with you and is willing to pick you up and God wants you to get through this like it's, it's difficult because especially you know the day and time that we live in we're in the middle of a pandemic COVID-19 something that we could not have prepared for has come this year and so a lot of people have had a lot of unexpected deaths of family members but yes. at the end of the day live through it and allow God to live through it with you mm. I love that advice and I lost so I lost my grandfather when I was in ninth grade and mm -hmm. I wish somebody would have told me that because wow. when I look back over ninth grade I can't remember the second half of my ninth grade year I don't mm. remember anything after he passed away um because I wasn't living through it I was wow I was, 
I was just going through emotions. I was just, you know, taking the day. And it, it just was, life was happening, but I was not. And wow. yes, I was, I was flourishing in school. I was still on the cheerleading team, you know, doing those kind of things. But I cannot remember anything after January of my ninth grade year. Because that is when he passed, and I just completely shut down because that was my first loss, and I just didn't know how to deal with loss. So I, I, I 100% second that advice. You have to live through it. Yes. Um, you, you have to live on purpose and not allow life to just keep happening. Um, because you don't, you. I hate that that happened to me. I can't remember having my ninth grade year, which is one of the, you know, most supposed to be memorable moments in your life. And I can't, you know, now looking back, I'm like, I can't even give advice to, you know, my cousins and stuff like that about how ninth grade should be because I, I didn't, you know, I don't even remember mine. So that that is great advice. So. Yes. One last thing before you go. This is a great conversation. I know I have a lot of listeners that need it. Um, like you said, we're in the middle of a pandemic. I'm, if not everybody, most of us have lost someone during 2020. Um, yes. that, that's very sad to say. But we all probably can, you know, get something out of this episode just because of COVID. Um, yes. So, I, I I really thank you for having this conversation with me. I think that you know, like I said, this was very much needed, and I think that it's really going to help a lot of people get through the holidays by just taking the advice that both of us have given. And um, we, you know, I even got something out of it, and it wasn't even for me. So, so listen. Thank you for the invite. Yeah, it was crazy because I I've been wanting to have that conversation for so long, but I never knew how to navigate it without you know having a breakdown or feeling like you know vulnerable. Sometimes you don't want to share your testimony, but literally this morning I was praying and I was like, okay, I know today is the day mm-hmm. to talk about it, and here God is again. He was like, listen, I'll be there right with you, and so. Thank you for this space to tell my to share my testimony because I believe this is going to help somebody get through this season and, and to live through it. And yes. So that's what it's about. All right. So before I let you go, um, I have one last thing, and this is something I ask all of my guests that come on my show. Okay. Um, ready? Yes. All right. Finish the sentence. As a chocolate girl, I am most proud of our. Hair. Mm. Hair. Okay. Explain. Because let me tell you, our counterpart, they be so mad when we can switch up our hairstyles. Right. Last week, I had a ponytail. The week before that, I had a silk press. This week, I got braids. Next month, I'm going to have bundles. These girls never. So, (laughs) as a brown girl, I am most proud of our hair. Yes, I love that. I love that. Yeah, I do. Because I I cut my hair off, and then the next year, it's, you know, and people like, I'm like, nope, it's mine. So, I I know you cannot touch my hair. No, you cannot. Oh, listen here. Oh, my God. That's a whole other episode. 
okay. Thank you so much for coming on and talking with me. And I will probably have you back. Yes, anytime. Thank you so much for this space. And I pray that you all have an amazing holiday season. Bye. Bye. Ladies, I really hope that anyone that's dealing with loss during this holiday season has learned something here tonight and feels just a little bit lighter about your situation. You are not alone, as you heard here tonight. Whether it's a parent, grandparent, a sibling, a cousin, child, or a friend, your sisters feel your pain. Remember the good things about your loved ones and maintain your peace this holiday season. If you like what you heard here tonight and want to hear more, follow us wherever you stream your podcast. And as always, don't forget to tell a friend to tell a friend to tune in every Wednesday night at 7 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time, of course. Thank you for listening. I'm your host, Darian Anderson, a.k.a. D, and this was Speaking of Chocolate. Good night.